Welcome back to another episode of Ring It to Dollar. And today we have a topic that is rather controversial because we know that the economy in Malaysia has been slow and people are going hungry and jobless. We are going to talk about the RM10,000 KWSP withdrawal that is proposed by the government that takes effect on 1st April 2022. So when this news came out, right, Nico, what mm-hmm. are your initial reactions uh, when you heard this? Um, I think it was just another step, uh, like as in, should be expected of the government to sort of release this kind of uh, this kind of news so that funds are made available to the public and then it looks like they're helping but <laughs> uh, really you're just helping yourself but yeah. while you're stealing from your own future la. but uh, it is what it is uh. Uh, what about you what do you think about it uh, I had a little bit of a mixed feeling I like you said it was kind of expected there was rumors that were going on for a fourth special withdrawal like you said earlier right mm. it, it happened before so, so why will it not happen again and with the situation in Malaysia I don't know if it's just me but I feel like it's getting stagnant our economy if it's not getting worse it's getting like stagnant they can say the numbers are increasing but really if you look around you jobs are really not that much right and things mm-hmm. are looking very slow in the country so yeah that was my initial reaction but kwsp actually did quite well in terms of investments right uh we got like what 6.1 percent this year right yeah 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 6.1 percent and to be quite frank with you the only investment that did better than my kwsp is my tesla <laughs> mm. yeah apparently yep. it's down in dumpster uh chinese stocks are down in dumpster so kwsp was one of my better doing returns and it's something that i can't even touch right mm-hmm. so yep. what do you know about the KS- kwsp performance nico um i mean technically by law they have to return you 2.5 percent uh. so mm-hmm. that means whether or not um, you are monitoring their results you know that every year you're going to get a minimum of 2.5 percent but uh, historically for a very long time they've always outperformed that number and it averages probably about five to six percent every year some mm-hmm. years are up some years are down of course uh, like in the 2008 uh, financial global financial crisis so they still returned about 4.5 percent mm-hmm. so i mean it's decent returns for compounding effect la. like it, I, I like you mentioned earlier la, you know only one of your shares one of your shares in your portfolio managed to um beat the 6.1 percent return yeah so it, it's a safer bet for people who are less actively investing or managing their funds because this way your portfolio is doing a decent amount and it compounds every year mm-hmm. at a decent rate like if you can beat if your portfolio can beat 6% per year, then maybe yeah, you can consider, you know, taking out your money to invest. But if your own personal portfolio can't quite beat 6%, there's no harm in just leaving it there. Lah. That's, yep, that's, that's what I think about the performance. Lah. Yeah. Also, to beat 6.1%, some people don't have the risk appetite, right? Like, let's just say you're going to manage your own portfolio and you want to beat 6.1%. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's not hard to beat 6.1%, but when you want to 
beat something you're obviously going to have to incur more risk and then you might be down 10-15% at one point I mean you're not going to always be down markets turn up and down right that, that's just how it goes mm-hmm. so some people might not have the stomach to churn that right but yeah. I just wanted to talk about the thoughts on the recent performance but also the thoughts of the future performance because the other day I remember when you came down for graduation right Nico we had this mm-hmm. very interesting talk when we were on the way back after our dinner yeah. um, that if people start withdrawing money uh, KWSP you think it's going to return maybe six, slightly less next year you want to explain mm-hmm. that a little bit um, yeah sure so um, like what I was telling or what we were discussing right about the total performance mm-hmm. um, the funds actually need as much uh, capital as they can get their the hands on to actively be able to perform at its best because EPF is a big investment body, right? And so they have a lot of these uh, analysts. They have a lot of these uh, teams where there are some teams uh, focused on bond investments. There are some teams going to be focused on Forex or stocks or commodities, right? Mm-hmm. Or even private equities even. So um, these teams each are going to be allocated a certain amount of budget. And that budget will then, uh, they will have to play around within the budget to be able to provide enough returns so the end of the year you know epf as a whole can declare about six percent five percent a decent number right so the more people make withdrawals the less funds are going to be made available to epf the less funds that are made available to epf the less funds will be available to these teams and so when they have less money and less capital to invest right it gives them less options and they can't quite diversify as well so every investment they make now becomes an extremely important investment because it needs to happen uh. they mm-hmm. don't have a backup uh investment plan or they might not have enough cash reserves to you know uh compensate for a loss that they make in somewhere else right yeah so in a sense when they allow people to make withdrawals yes it's good because some people need the money for their own survival right Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time, also, it will have its negative effects to the people in their future, in their retirement. And it will also have a short-term negative effect on EPF itself in the coming years. Uh, because yeah. I think like last year, EPF total um, capital they had was about one, one trillion. Mm-hmm. Um, about one trillion. And given the last three... So since COVID started, we've had like ILS Tari, ICNA and uh, some other thing. We've had three special uh, withdrawals allowed. Out of the three special withdrawals allowed, already 101 billion ringgit has been withdrawn from EPF. Mm. Just through those three alone. So now we're taking in a fourth one. Estimates say it's going to be another 60 billion being withdrawn from EPF. Mm. So in total, that will come up to maybe 160 billion uh, ringgit that has been withdrawn from EPF. And for EPF to be able to make the money available, they will eventually have to sell off some of their current investments. And that's always going to be a tough spot to be in because you're going to have to decide um, which investment should I sell off in order to pay my (laughs) financer, so to speak. (laughs) Correct, correct. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, it was very interesting when I had in the chat with you in the car. Um, one thing to put it in layman terms for you guys to really understand, right? It's easier for someone to invest 
it's easier to buy stocks with 1 million ringgit than 1000 ringgit lah let's just put yeah. it that way if with 1 million ringgit you can buy a lot more stocks at a lot more option and even if you lose on some it's not so painful compared to 1000 ringgit it's going to be a lot more tougher and the mm. the losses is going to be uh, impacting you a lot, a lot more lah you know yeah yeah so that's about that lah but I mean, talking about it yeah. depends on the percentage also like you know sometimes if let's say your portfolio saying you make 10% investment into this company 10% to that company right mm-hmm. if let's say the one that you invested 10% in um it performs really well and you have a big return right the more funds you have in that the higher return would be lah so yeah. even i think tengku zafrul the finance minister he said that if not for the uh withdrawals the return would have been 6.7% but mm. because they had less funds the returns was only 6.1%. So there might it might be true it might be false you know Polit- politics is uh, funny like that people mm. like to say what they want to say but um it makes sense lah in that sense because you know again um they will have to be able to pull out the funds and it will affect the investments and I think it makes sense to me lah yeah mm. yeah it was very interesting because uh, all this while right it, i i always thought that it's very hard to manage big amount of money like it's easier to manage 10000 ringgit and compared to 1 million ringgit uh, if mm-hmm. you have an investment portfolio but when you split it up to teams right that is a whole different ball game everyone gets a certain amount of money to play with and yeah. then you get a little bit more freedom lah and in the team it's not just one person right maybe like yeah. there's a, a team of people maybe like 5 6% and then you get a few eyes looking at it it becomes a lot more easier compared to you just sitting down alone yeah then it's going to be very tough lah so <laughs> <laughs> yeah but talking about controversial right uh, why is it controversy why is it controversial right because uh epf is actually not the government's initiative to give you money right it's not mm. like the government's taking on loan or printing more money printing more money is definitely not better because it drives up inflation we can see that in america right mm-hmm. inflation's rocket high malaysia apparently inflation also bad lah apparently uh, but so I, uh, yeah uh, let's not get into that uh, <laughs> but like, the reason why it's controversial is because yeah it's actually people's hard-earned money right yeah. uh, you work for thousands of no thousands lah uh, thousands of hours yeah i can say thousands of hours yeah right thousands of hours right and then uh somehow you are told that you can withdraw your money and jeopardize your future for your current uh lifestyle uh i would be the reason why i say lifestyle and not needs is because like some people will withdraw to buy certain things maybe like a new iphone and something like that Mm -hmm. but some people actually do really need it right so that that is why it's controversial but at the same time right we cannot just always expect government to print out money and give us a uh, 400 billion dollar care package or whatever it is because like the, if government don't take on if government don't take on more loan they're going to print money and that's going to drive inflation and sooner mm. or later it's going to impact us worse anyways yeah. right you yeah. you you can deny that however much you want but you can just look at the states and you can see like how bad it will become lah you know yeah yeah you don't want that so who should take out the money uh, in your opinion right nico who do you think should actually take out your money would so, you take out your money we, let's just start with you would you take out your money <laughs> i don't yeah. even have that much money to take out lah right, <laughs> i've right. only been working for like uh, what two years now mm-hmm. uh, so i mean it's a decent amount but i i don't think it's worth taking out lah, at the moment and also because you know i think this withdrawal is more towards people who really need the money 
who are stuck in situations where they could use the extra money to either pay off their debts or you know stuff like that because even even debt with high interest rates also it's better yeah. for you to just clear it if you can right if mm-hmm. not it'll still bite you back later on also so mm-hmm. i guess for those people that uh, really need it they should take it out but if you don't need it i would suggest you should not take it out at all i should like i said earlier like if you think you want to take it and use it for investment purposes sure you can but can you return six percent per year on your entire portfolio that's the question you should be asking or if not your entire portfolio let's say like you take out the 10k la. Mm. can you return six percent per year for the next 20 years on that 10k because i think it's quite a really big ask la, for someone to do i mean yep. even i've been managing my own portfolio for last three years now it's uh <laughs> challenging la, i would say yeah it's quite challenging so mm-hmm. if you don't have any use for it i would say just don't take it out la. Yeah, yeah like for me if who wants to take it out is if you need the money la, right if you don't need it then there's no reason for you to take it out but mm. in today's situation a lot of people need money uh, there, there's there's no denying that a lot of people are struggling and if you're one of them and you're listening to this podcast uh, don't feel guilty or whatever right you see your yeah. survival comes first there's no reason for you to keep the money inside and then you don't make it up to the end right it's yeah. really no point man so uh what, what to give into context what nico just said if you have high interest debt right one of our friend uh, had a cat surgery that he needed to pay off like i think seven thousand ringgit or something like mm. that his cat needed a surgery using his credit card and every month right he's getting interest like 200 ringgit or something like that to yeah. so put it into percentage terms right credit card has like oh, like think what 18 percent interest a year or mm-hmm. his credit card was like 21 percent interest a year i'm not so sure right somewhere somewhere around there even it's like 18 to 21 percent it's a huge amount right it's extremely big yeah. and if you were to just leave your 10k in and you don't pay off yeah you sure you're getting six percent but you're getting charged 18 percent let's just say so you're ultimately down like negative 12 percent but instead mm. of you pay off the 18 percent yeah you're not going to get the six percent but you're still going to save yourself 18 percent so maybe you're like saving yourself 12 percent right we yeah. can look at it that way right so always see like if you have bad credit card debts bad debts that maybe like personal loan like eight nine percent right you might actually want to consider paying them off la, like or if you are needing the money for something big you, you want to get married soon right and you're mm. slightly shy just a little bit shy you don't want to go and take a personal loan it's nothing wrong with that right yeah yeah it's always you just need to know whether the loan that you are going to take in is going to cost more than six percent or five percent ish like that i don't yeah. think if epf will give you like 10 percent in the coming future <laughs> <la>. <laughs> yeah. so yeah then the same number to put around is five to six percent or slightly less la. that's why i think it's going to be in the coming future what about you nico yeah i think so also in the sense that you know if let's say we're talking about credit card debt right oh a way that you could manage it is basically withdraw the exact amount that you need to cover your debt so let's say your debt is maybe you have a three thousand ringgit in your mm. credit card right you could withdraw that three thousand ringgit um today i mean not today like uh 20th of april i think they released the money right mm. um you could withdraw that three thousand and pay off your entire credit card debt and then the monthly installments that you would have paid to the credit card you can actually then just bank in back directly into your epf so you're actually restoring the three thousand that you borrowed so technically technically you are taking a loan from yourself from the future and paying yourself back in installments 
and the difference is you don't lose interest and that capital will then you know have compounding effect over the years to come la. wow, so wow. that's actually of, brilliant man instead of paying off your credit card debt to the credit card company in monthly installments you can you know you can opt to pull out your epf funds mm. so you don't have charge interest on that right and then you can pay off your entire credit card debt and then provide the monthly contributions back into your own epf account so yeah. within the year maybe you can um, recover the three thousand ringgit but of course la, when i say this it sounds nicer but who who, who going yeah. to make the monthly payments yeah it's <laughs> yeah. tough la, you know it's tough cash right? in hand is always tempting la. that's yeah. what i can say so if you have the discipline then maybe that's an approach you can take on la. Yeah, because yep, yep. again, the withdrawal is not directly going to affect the retirement for those who still have money in account too. Because the the rules of the withdrawal is basically you have to clear your account two first, right? Mm. So account one is actually for your retirement, and account two, which is thirty percent of the contributions, goes into account two. That is actually you can use it for financing a home loan, financing education, and stuff like that. So. As long as you still have money in your account one, you are still got hopes up for your retirement. It's not an issue. But right. uh, yeah, if your account two is getting low, then you should try and manage on your own without touching your account one. Uh. Mm. Yeah, mm. very interesting. Uh, that's a full Uno reverse uh, gameplay right there. La. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, it's not going to be easy. La. When you have money in your hands, right? somehow you will find a way to spend it. La. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah that, never easy. But you know, if you never try, you never know. Right. Maybe yeah. you're very disciplined and it's good, right? Uh, you, I always you learn thought, your lesson. Uh. Yeah, I always thought I was very disciplined until that I I stopped using my spendy app and then I'm like, ah shit, I've been spending too much. Mm. <laughs> But yeah, talking about investing, right, Nico? If these people want to take out to invest and they are looking at six percent or more, just a little quick one lah before we wrap this up, right? Where mm. do you think it's the best place for you to invest? Because it's not financial advice, right? So if you yeah. are looking to beat six percent, where do you? Where would you go? Um, you always have to go back to what you know, lah. That's the only way I can put it. If you mm. know Pokemon cards, go ahead. If you know uh, gold prices, go ahead. If you know stocks, go ahead, lah. That's my thing. Is I have no intention of telling people that you should start buying property today or you should start buying stocks today. Nah, it's the same thing, lah. Mm. Uh, if you know something well enough, you know how to make money out of it, lah. Um, yeah. For me, that's uh, so far. It's been in the stock market, and I'm trying to expand my circle of competence into other asset classes. But uh, yeah, so far it's only been in the stock market, lah. And it's like I said, lah. It's easy to make fifteen percent off of a trade or twenty percent off of a trade, lah. But what we're talking about is uh, portfolio performance, right? Mm-hmm. To be able to say at the end of the year that you've made twenty percent on your portfolio, entire portfolio, that that's I think uh, a great achievement already. Mm-hmm. But to be able to maintain that kind of thing is going to be really hard, lah. Yeah. So that's why I was saying from the beginning, it's like. Only if you believe your entire portfolio can beat six percent, then you should withdraw the funds. Ah, uh. if not, then probably you should just leave it there if you have no other need for it. Ah, uh. yeah. Uh, it's very. It, it, the stock market has been very kind in 2020 and 2021, but mm. 2022 you have seen how brutal it can be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there will be good days. There will be bad days. Twenty twenty one, twenty twenty was the black swan event. Right. Uh, COVID came. Every thought, everyone thought it was going to go to the dumpster, and but it got shot. It shot up due to money mm. printing, zero percent interest, and all those kind of things. So, what 
ultimately right it's not how well you can do in 2020 2021 but it's also how well you can do 2022 onwards to when you plan to retire or when you plan to take out the money that can be 15 years 20 years from now and if you did well two years 18 years dumpster <laughs> it's really not gonna cut it lah you know yeah. not gonna cut it so when the market is good everyone can be a genius but when the market is bad then you can see who's swimming without the underwear lah you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, balls out or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 so for me where to invest is also I I like to invest in tech because uh, I like reading technology and I also find it interesting. But that might not be the case for you, right? Uh mm-hmm. you might find better other way better other options, right? Mm, you might be ha- good at commodities, you might be good at crypto, right? I don't understand crypto, but I have a little bit dipped in there. I understand just a little bit, so that's how much if I understand 2%, I'll put uh maybe half a percent in lah. That's that's how I do it lah. <laughs> you know? So, uh it's my portfolio allocation. But yeah, just do what you feel comfortable, but if you don't need the money ultimately, I think is KWSP isn't that bad lah. You know, 6% is not bad, honestly. If mm. you're looking for 15% annual return and you can do it constantly, then why not? And without yeah. any effort lah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. if you're fucking going to put yourself through mental pain every single night, right? Is it even worth it? Uh? <laughs> is it even worth it? Right? Unless you're talking about millions and millions of dollars and then every 1% matters. Uh, then mm. might be worth it. But if $10,000 portfolio, 1% difference. <laughs> is it really worth it for your mental stress, your mental health? Uh, time to consider those kind of things. Lah. But yeah, mm. that's that's all I want to say today. Uh, I just hope you guys enjoyed the episode and thanks Nico for your very good insight. And yeah. I hope you guys have a good evening ahead. Ciao boys and girls. Bye-bye. If you're still here at the end of the podcast, do follow this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. To catch all the latest episodes from us, you can follow our Instagram page at ringgit2dollar underscore. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. I will see you in the next episode. But remember to always do your due diligence before investing. Till next time.